0: Hi, this is Julie Taylor from the Shed Aquarium. You're listening to 1590 WCGO, Chicago's Smart Talk. The Mike Novak Show starts in three, two, one.
1: Yeah, I'm not a scientist like them.
0: <laughs> I I figured that out.
2: <laughs> potato clock? Do potato clock?
1: Uh, what's that?
0: I I power a clock with uh, with a potato. Shut up! You can do that.
2: energy crisis? (laughs) No.
3: It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Green, gardening, and environment radio. Flavored with a dash of humor. Welcome to intelligent, irreverent talk about plants and the planet they grow on. Your questions, comments, and participation are always welcome at 877-711-5611.
4: Good planets are hard to find. Temperate zones and tropic climes. True currents and thriving seas. Wind blowing, through breathing trees.
0: Strong goes on and safe sunshine will. Good planets are hard to find.
3: Good planets. This hour is brought to you by Bartlett Tree Experts. Every tree needs a champion. Go to Bartlett.com. And by Happy Leaf LED Grow Lights, USA made with a five-year warranty. Jumpstart your plants with better light. And here they are, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak. And bring up...
4: I got... Hello.
1: Hello. Good morning.
4: And bring up the other, the production thing. The, no, the board, the product prodcom? It's it is? Alright. I'm not getting that either. Okay. We're off to another flying start here. Okay, technology. Technology. technology wins again.
1: Whoa. Where's Wh- that buzzing coming from?
4: Okay. <laughs> okay. okay, There we go. into just, March. Uh, I'll tell you what. We'll come back in an hour. You set it up, and we'll... and I
1: cannot hear myself at all. Okay, either. Not not at all. Okay, I can hear myself. I can... Happy March, everybody.
4: Yeah, really. Okay, I'm trying to play this. Well, thing. you sound great.
1: <laughs> oh, there's Tony. Hey, Tony. Good morning. Good
4: morning. That's... I think I'm the buzzing. Uh, uh, you no, you're you're the buzz, baby. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, uh, I, I'm not sure why why we're no, not. We're, we are live. Yeah, because I've got this uh, thing. Maybe if we do that. Okay. Never mind. You folks uh, talk amongst yourselves out go, there. Go
1: pour some coffee. No.
4: This is this is. – I'm not getting anything. Okay. So in the break, we're going to figure out – we're going to get Randall in here and figure out why we can't play uh, our sound effects. Welcome to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malucky my uh, my little jump start uh intro I just wanted uh, to see if people were just gone, down the, there we go. gone down the tubes <laughs> and uh so uh we'll go to plan b, which is like let's do some radio we'll talk some uh, some garden stuff today on the radio because not only do we have Tony there in the corner from uh Chicago Flower and Garden show, we have Mr. Moss, the garden boss. Right uh, is back on the show. Uh, he's also going to be at the Chicago Flower and Garden Show. And for those of you who are planning your trips to Chicago, make it for the 20th to the 24th, mm-hmm. um, because that's when it all happens. And uh, Tony is the director of the show, as uh, some of you know, and uh, he's going to talk about what what's there this year, bigger and better, and and why. Um, well, it's one of the reasons you should come to the show is because tomorrow it's going to be 0 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um yeah. uh I was listening to our friends uh out in Rapid City, South Dakota yesterday and it was 0 degrees there too and it's like across the northern tier of the United States it's like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um so um
1: That's not normal.
4: That's not and I would play that. See, I've got uh Mr. Obama here saying things like that. But it ain't, it ain't playing, so I can't I can't play that. And I and uh, are are we up on Facebook yet? Are we getting close? I'm working on. Oh, <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> we we are up on, on WCGO.
1: We are not up on the Mike Novak.
4: Ah, got it. Okay.
5: I, despite those zero degree temperatures, spring's on the way. The snowdrops are up. My snowdrops, are yeah, but they're are, gonna freeze. But they're I
1: underneath mean, all the frozen mass of my heart. My snowdrops
5: are up. They're, they're just gonna lay down. That's all they do. They just they, take a nap mm-hmm. when it goes to zero, then they yeah. raise back yeah. up.
4: Well so. yeah they they're used to that. They can, they can handle it as long as, as, as they're, long they're, they're not blooming up, yeah. then you don't have to worry about them. Mm-hmm. But and I've got daffodils that have been trying to come up for a month and I'm just telling them no,
3: no. Go back.
4: <laughs> go back. All right? Just don't even think about it yet. And they're pushing up the 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 leaf mulch that mm-hmm. I have, and that's all clumped and it's all stuck together right now, and it's mm-hmm. ugly. It's really, it's uh, just it's March. It's March in it, 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 Chicago. Uh, Winter in the city. <laughs> it's nasty. It's nasty stuff. So on today's show, uh, we're going to talk to uh, William Moss, the garden boss, um, uh, because uh, he is also this hot off the. That's the only sound effect I've got. <laughs> Uh, Is that like the old AP? Uh, AP? Uh, well, yeah, that would go. If the old AP thing would go. So the five dinger was always the, that was when Elvis died. I got a five dinger. I've told that story. Yeah. And then when Jimmy Carter entered, uh, got his nomination in 76, I think it was like a four dinger. Uh, I don't know but uh the mossies are out the 2019 mossies which are the plants you should have or yes. at least you should consider or at mm-hmm. least take a look at take a you look know? At. yeah take as a look as you're planning your garden mm-hmm. now's the time
5: for garden planning
4: uh so we're going to talk about those as well and uh and I don't even have them online that's how fresh this is this is just uh came in at like 7 30 this morning uh so uh we will we will talk about the mossies we will talk about the chicago flower and garden show and the point i was going to make about that is the reason you come to chicago on the 24th is because it's zero degrees now and you want to see flowers that's the way it works the mike novak show with peggy malecki we'll be right back
0: The Midwest's premier environmental film festival is back with a question. Are you all in? Are you prepared to make a difference for the sake of your children and their children? The 8th annual One Earth Film Festival returns March 1st through 10th at more than 60 locations throughout Chicagoland. Choose from 28 powerful films, meet the filmmakers, talk to like-minded people. You can even volunteer for the fest. Now is the time to go all in. Go to oneearthfilmfest.org. You
4: can't count on the weather in this town, but when spring arrives, you can count on the Chicago Flower and Garden Show to make an appearance. March 20th through 24th, it's Flower Tales, the story grows on at Navy Pier. Once again, literature is seen through the prism of flowers, plants, and gardens. More than 20 featured display gardens, garden gourmet, daily free kids activities, the marketplace, and more. We're broadcasting live from the show on Sunday morning, so stop by. Go to chicagoflower.com for details.
5: Catch playtime with Bill Turk and Kerry Kendall every Sunday from one to three PM right here on fifteen ninety WCGO.
4: Everybody clap. Hey! Oh, I forgot that part. Yeah, everybody has hey! to go. Hey! Hey! hey, hey! Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki and yes, William Moss uh, during the break called attention for those of you watching live on Facebook and we're now we're finally up on Facebook mm-hmm. as well. All right, let's move that mic. Actually, no,
1: if you if you move it, it looks like the marmot's sitting on your shoulder.
4: It does. <laughs> <laughs> there's a marmot sitting on my shoulder. Yeah. Oh okay uh, wait. Maybe I can get him to sit on my head. Uh, <laughs> all right. Excuse me sir, there's a marmot yeah. on your shoulder. Or are you just happy to see me? All right. right. Uh, but I'm uh you can't see yeah when you move the mic there we go. We gotta Keep the microphone out of the way. Mar- the marmot is very important. It's on the banner behind me, and normally we have our veggie banner yeah. out. And uh, I left that home. <laughs> Don't ask me why. It was a long week, but the marmot banner is here, and it's just I took kind of hanging. Out. I took that photo, by the way. I'll have you know. Oh, did you? Yeah. Is that I, in the Black Hills? Uh, I believe so. I believe that okay. in that area, uh, and I think it was the Black Hills that I took. That there were. The, they're lousy with marmots out there. <laughs> so, <Yes. laughs> uh, and, uh, w- welcome back to the show. And, and like I said, you, despite the cold, despite the, sn- we're supposed to have snow next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is March coming in like a lion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's time for flower shows. It's time yes. for, there's all kinds of festivals coming up. The Iditarod started. I was here wait. Some... That's
1: cold okay. weather and winter stuff again. That's right,
4: <laughs> right, right. Uh, Spring, yeah, spring, spring. I would have entered the Iditarod, except I don't have a sled or dogs. But other than that, I'd I'd have been there. <laughs> right there. But we have a marmot. Uh, but we have a. Mar- <laughs> I'm not hooking the marmot up to anything. Um, and what? I heard something else. That's uh, there's there's boat shows going on. There's there's. Good food festival is coming up in Chicago. There's, There's plant uh-huh.
1: sales. I know up the soon. Philadelphia
4: flower show <laughs> is happening. Isn't that happening like right now? Going right on, now. Going on right, right now. now. Yeah. yeah. Uh and uh I'm surprised you're not there, Tony. Here you are. Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, you know, when you've got the best, do well, I see the rest? Ah. <laughs> Boom. Boom. <laughs> wow. Boom shaka laka Uh and uh and Tony is the director of the Chicago Flower and Garden Show. So I guess I should start by saying Whoa! Okay, 2019 version. What is it that uh, that you're really excited about? Uh, Except for Mr. Moss, and we'll talk about him being there. Uh, in, yes. in
6: addition to Mr. Moss, yeah. in, in addition <laughs> to Mr. Mr. Moss,
4: no, we're excited about it because uh, you know we're lift that mic up just a little, a little bit, bit. A little, yeah. How's that? Much better? better. There we are.
6: All right, great. And, you know, one of the things we're focused on is education, and William does a great job um, with that, and so we're mm-hmm. excited about bringing that in and our new Get Growing series that we've expanded out and brought in new topics, especially about house plants and how not to kill your plants, mm-hmm. and uh, we've actually got some Facebook posts out that. You know we can turn any thumb into a green thumb, um, and that 's kind of the focus of the flower and garden show. We want people to walk away educated and they can talk to our industry professionals mm-hmm. like William and others that we have there. We have about one hundred and twenty five classes going on wow um, and then the biggest thing is and and sometimes even if they're some you know if they 're a little crusty sometimes or even a little wilty sometimes but you know, all the flowers. we talking were about in, people the, or plants. All yeah. oh, the people, the people for uh, well, sure. Yeah, he was uh, talking
1: about management, show management. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
6: <laughs> so, you know, but that's the thing about it is we're getting all of these plants to bloom yeah. in March. So we're going to have hydrangeas and tulips and azaleas and and last year we had over seven hundred different varieties of plants logged into our app, the Grow wow. It app. Um, and so we'll have all those there, and they're blooming out of season. When we're talking mm-hmm. about you know, the the frozen ground and things trying to peek out, ours are going to be there and they're going to be in bloom. And so it's it's kind of the exciting part of it. But what, what I really like this year, too, is that we've added in different, I'm calling them like Instagram spots, uh, because everybody oh, likes cool. to take their, their mm-hmm. photos. So we have, um, you know, we have eight foot Angel Wings made out of live plant material that's uh, uh, telling the story, because we're flower tales themed, telling the story about the WINGS program, which um, is helping those people impacted by domestic violence. In the Chicago land area, and so we have mm-hmm. great ti- charity tie-ins, and so we we'll have these big wings where you can have your picture taken with the wings. Uh, with on. the wings, and well, you'll stand in front of it, and it looks like you've got these big yeah, angel wings cool. on.
4: Well, I already have them, so I'll take mine yeah. off and yeah. put those uh, on. But no, Lucifer last... head wings too. You know, I think <laughs> I saw, if I remember correctly. Okay, uh, but last year uh, one of the great things you had the Oz Wizard of Oz in the Emerald City, and Peggy and I took our photo there, and that was really cool. Absolutely, fun, yeah. and so we're we're
6: adding in. Um. Uh, so, Debbie Lilly from A Perfect Event, who's doing our cut floral market and gift center, she's got a big backdrop like that to take more uh, uh photos with. And then in addition to the wings, we've got um, Bailey Nurseries uh, launching their new no, no, summer no, no, no. crush. Hold on, hold on one second. Yeah? Uh, you, no,
4: leave the pumpkin. That's the whole point. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And actually William can hold
4: his mossy. El, Ellie comes in to, Ellie comes in to take a photo, Tony Abruscato, and, and William Moss has brought in these beautiful props. He's got a pumpkin, which is one of his mossy awards. Let me get my get growing and, back. And, <laughs> get growing yeah, foundation. And, and <laughs> Ellie's <laughs> taking a photo for Instagram and she's moving it out
1: of the way. Poor Ellie. Like she's Ellie. just gonna start throwing that pumpkin at
4: us. That's though. the <laughs> that's why we have it here. So we can get <laughs> photos
6: of it. So speaking of Instagram. Uh, (laughs) We've got, in addition to the wings and what Debbie Mm -hmm. Lilly has set up for the cut floral market, uh, Bailey Nursery is launching their Summer Crush, which is a new variety of hydrangea, and it will debut at the Chicago Flower and Garden Show. We Mm -hmm. saw it last uh, July at the Cultivate Show in Ohio, which is a big industry show, and so we brought that in, and it's in a shape of, because it's Summer Crush, um, it's 30 feet long of XOXO, all made out of the orange hydrangea that yeah. makes up the summer crush. So we're, we're excited about that and
5: more hydrangeas. And then uh, one of my favorite See, see, that kind of tells you, that kind of tells your age for, 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 us people. Cause crush makes us think of orange. Right. That, my first car was named Orange
4: the Crush. crush right. it was,
5: oh, these kids today, they don't know that. But yes, crush is, uh, is a wonderful orange. Yeah. But orange, you say crush,
4: they think candy crush, right? Candy crush, right. But it was exactly. the drink orange crush. That's well, what I know, I'm talking yeah. about. And, I got and, my...
6: and, lo- and then the love. So the XOXO
4: is, you have a crush on your drinking. But that's still. Used and, isn't it? Yeah, XOXO yeah. is still used. Kisses. Yeah, yeah. You know why? Because you because it's just a bunch of jumbled letters together to that say <laughs> mm-hmm. that's a th- these kids today they don't even kids know how to today. speak the <laughs> speak the they just put letters down there and you're supposed to understand what it means. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So and that's a compact hydrangea. I'm looking on And it, it is. summer hydrangeas. And it's, it's
4: going to be really beautiful. And by the way, which tells us uh, reminds us that we're going to have uh, Lorraine Bellato on the show. She's got oh. a new book about her hydrangeas coming out and uh so i'm gonna to have to ask her about that hydrangea you have
5: to make some edits they make it so many new ones
4: right. well and now they're you know
6: they and then uh i i'm not sure if they're going to sneak in the berry white that's the new uh oh, the uh-oh. new the other hydrangea they're coming no, out with really? i might have just told a trade secret is oh, it <laughs> a singing <laughs> it's, it's, it's hydrangea. very deep very deep yeah. uh but you know they're having fun uh they're having fun with it, you know. That's one of the things we talk about. You know, we're laughing and and talking about plants, and that's the same thing there. It's summer crush and the berry white, and so it doesn't have to, you know, all the Latin names and everything that people come in together and say, "No, but, you know what? I like that orange one," and, the, and then hey, I got some berry white in my front yard. It's kind of <laughs> a <you> know, <laughs> fun little that's thing. Right. Um, and then my one of my favorite things, and it's always hard when you're the director to say like my my favorite thing because I I do love it all, but one of the things I'm really excited about is. um I don't know if you've ever seen that State Farm commercial. Uh, she said, the, mm-hmm. the woman goes, hey, Victor, somebody burned yeah, down my yeah. she shed.
1: Cheryl's she shed. Cheryl's oh, she oh, shed. yeah, and yeah. And she said,
6: nobody burned down your she shed, Cheryl. Well, I went out to the marketing director of State Farm, and I said, let's rebuild Cheryl's she shed at the Chicago Flower and Garden <laughs> Show. Uh-huh. And he said, absolutely, let's do it. So no, That's we,
1: right. She gets
6: the she shed. She gets the she shed. Mm-hmm. So we actually have... The she she or she shed uh, that we're building uh, for State Farm and Cheryl, and then Aquascape um, and Tough Shed and Fredman Design are all coming together to create the Cheryl She Shed uh, garden, and so um that'll be another fun cool. thing. And because you know the the uh, the the man cave is out there, and now we have <laughs> yeah. and and the and the people from Tough Shed are telling me that more and more, you know, it's it's all about the she shed, mm-hmm. um, and so um and so we we brought that in, and we're trying to stay topical with things that are relevant into into the garden community so the she shed will be a big part of it um and then uh uh we have glass blowers coming in this year so ignite studios that are here in downtown and it it all comes from a tale a story that someone told me about when they were a kid they would go to the flower and garden show and actually i think it was mark shulman Mm -hmm. from eli's cheesecake and Eli and his mother Esther would take him to the flower and garden show and they had a glass blower there yes. and he would walk every year he would come home mm-hmm. with a little glass flower from the flower and garden show and he told me that story 6 years ago and I have been seeking out and seeking out some way to bring in glass blowers and so this year we have Ignite Glass Studios coming in doing glass blowing demonstrations and selling glass and little glass flowers at the show, just um, as they did decades ago. I
1: probably have one.
6: Oh, do you really? That's awesome. Yeah. That um, is, that's pretty cool. And then on the other side of that, because we've been working on bringing in more garden related things in the marketplace area. That's always the big thing. People say, yeah. we want to buy, yeah. we want more garden things. So we connected with uh Halloran and also steel chainsaws uh-huh. and they're bringing in their amazing chain uh, chainsaw artist that is going to come and do uh carving demonstrations at the show throughout the entire show and have carvings there and it just turned out this was totally coincidental but um i have a carving in my front yard in michigan of a a, one of my trees went down just the top of it and so they they left the trunk and the city came together and said we want to do a totem pole and so it's there's three bears climbing up this tree that was carved out of the the stump that was left and it's like a 12 foot 15 foot stump Mm -hmm. and Lo and behold, I went to I went to the website of the chainsaw carver that's going to be at the flower and garden show, and on it, one of his pictures of his work was these three bears on, a, on pole. And I, so I sent him a note and I said, "Those are my bears. Those are the bears <laughs> I, in front of my house." And so I, uh, I I highly recommend that that they do some fun things. And so we're bringing in those types of things, and those are also some things that were at the show years and decades ago because we you know we go back to 1847 and so we're you know we're trying to bring those things into it that bring fond memories we're asking people to share their stories with us about going to the flower and show and getting those little glass things with hashtag flower tales and then we're going to try to do something really fun with that throughout the year Mm -hmm. and throughout um next year and so those are some of the things that were coming in i've got an 18 foot tall um uh sculpture uh, with mm-hmm. some five and six foot sculptures that we're doing as a really cool, different type of entrance way. But again, flower tales. So um, we've called him Gulliver. So uh, it'll be Gulliver's travels. Well, so I and, we
4: should... and I want to get back to that real quick. Uh, let folks know that that the, for the second year you have flower tales at uh, the Chicago Flower and Garden Show. This year the theme is flower tales. The story grows on. Yes. And, um, in, and the display gardens are, um, uh, how flowers are interpreted in, uh, I'm sorry, uh, literature is interpreted in our, in on our flowers and our, and our displays. Right. Uh, and, uh, and you're working again with Bernie's Book Bank.
6: Yeah. Terrific organization. If you don't know it, out of Lake Bluff, mm-hmm. Illinois. And, um, you know, I talked with them and, and heard their story. And, um, and I can't remember the exact number, but it was like, um, One out of one out of six kids in poverty will never own a book hmm. or it's a six out of ten will never own a book in their entire life. And so Bernie's Book Bank is dedicated to book ownership. And so they have 12 hmm. books a year that go out to local children. And then you say that and it says, oh, it sounds great. And then they tell you, oh, this year we're on target to donate four million books out into the Chicago land area and so wow they, nice. it's not something where they oh here's 100 books or are 12 you know 120 books and we've got 10 kids they've got four million books that they're donating at donating out and so we're really proud to to partner with them and our our charity event evening and bloom our, they're I, one of I the beneficiaries I, for that
4: uh, yeah and evening and bloom of course yeah. is, is the big gala at, at the start of it but you you raise a question in my head about books are books and I don't know the answer to this, and I don't know if you guys know the answer to this. Are books still cool? I mean, we're we're in the age of these little devices here that everybody carries around, and it makes me yes. wonder. Yes, and, and I'm just, uh, they are. I'm gonna say yes. yes.
5: I got I got five year old twins, and they have all the gadgets everywhere. But a new book to them is just as exciting as getting like a new program on like the the iPod or the Knobby <laughs> or whatever they're working with. So, yes, yeah. books are still like cuz you can hold them in your hand. They're portable, you can take them with you, you can do things with them that you can't do. With, you don't uh, need you don't with need with a, a battery to turn them on. You don't need a device. You they're don't in, need electricity. They're in yeah. 3D. Yeah, yeah, you it, can hold them and do things with them. So, yes, they and they also give you a lot of credibility as an author. So, mm-hmm. I would say books right. are still very much uh, important.
6: And and I see too is that in in especially in these underserved communities is that Those kids, they don't own an iPad and an iPod and an MEO and all those different things. And oftentimes they they don't even own their own clothes. They're a hand-me-down or a hand-me-up from Mm -hmm. someone. And so now they have these 10 books, these 12 books that they own, and it gives them a sense of ownership. And then they're also teaching them how that they might be interested in something else. And so they're trading books off with the, the different wow, students. And cool. so and so that's, you know, part of what our story is in doing the the different charities. I think we have seven different charities involved with the show this year. Yeah. And my ultimate goal within the next three years is to have every garden in the flower show associated with a different charity. So we, we brought in this year canine companions for independence Mm -hmm. and they're working with, um, special needs adults and getting them a a dog. And, um, I happened to go to event actually my dog, Emma and I were in a fashion show at the peninsula for canine companions and, and somebody asked me to do it and I didn't know much about them, but I said, sure, you know, I'll, I'll get out there. And we did the fashion show and one of their clients, one of the recipients of the dogs came out and she was in a wheelchair and and you know she really had trouble getting around. She couldn't bend Mm -hmm. down or she could not get out of the chair. And so she came out and she talked about how, you know, what happens when you drop your cell phone? And she's like, I can't pick up my own cell phone. And if I'm in distress and I fumble my phone, I can't do it. And so she dropped it and the dog came over and picked up her cell phone and put it in her lap and then There's a pack on the back of the wheelchair that if she falls out of the chair, the dog knows to get the pack and it has a warming blanket in it and a bottle of water uh, to help her and all these things. And then one of the things that she said, which has really stuck with me, is she said, and then when I have the dog, she said, people come up to me and they pet the dog and they look at the dog and they don't look at me like I'm a freak anymore. Mm -hmm. And it touched me so much. I was like, we have to do something with you. So JB Brickworks has come together to put up this big, they're brand new builder with us, and they're putting this big new garden in. And part of it's going to be with having your pets in the yard and canine companions and things like that. So you'll see Catholic Charities and a bunch of
4: others uh, this year as well. So check out the website for more. All right. Uh, uh, We've got just a a few seconds left here, and then we will break and uh, come back. Uh, We need to talk to William Moss, the garden boss, because you're doing the potting parties. And I want to know what you help to teach people. And I also want to talk about the 2019 Mossies, which have just come (laughs) out. Just came out at seventh, so we're, we're we're breaking that news here. Okay, before we go, I'm going to try this. Let's see. If you this... got a five, William? All you got right. a five dinger? All right, I wow. want wow. Elvis level. Wow. <laughs> and uh, I'm five. So I don't think this is going to work at all. So I'll, I'll try it during the break. Anyway, the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Maleki. We'll be right back. This is Mike Novak. Admit it, you're already jonesing for fresh tomatoes. You've even thought about growing them indoors, but you're not sure how. Happy Leaf LED to the rescue. Their website has how-to videos about planting your indoor garden, including tomatoes. The secret is their fantastic grow lights. Five-year warranty, USA made, available in three sizes. Go to happyleafled.com and do some video binging. Happy Leaf LED grow lights. Jumpstart your tomatoes with better light.
1: You can enjoy fresh local food all winter long at indoor farmer's markets, hosted by different Chicagoland houses of worship on select Saturdays and Sundays from now through April 6th. Your purchase of sustainably produced foods helps support regional farm families. The markets are organized by Faith in Place, a nonprofit which inspires people of all faiths to care for the earth through education, connection, and advocacy. For a market schedule and more info, go to faithinplace.org.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, all skate. (laughs) thank you thank you very much all
6: those that laugh just aged themselves (laughs) Uh,
4: they don't they don't do that anymore you don't have all skate i don't know i don't know do they even have roller rinks anymore (laughs) (laughs) oh come on we're so out of touch this is just so sad (laughs) okay we we will get back to tony abruscato from uh, chicago flower and garden show and william moss the garden boss but first Got a minute for your trees? Mm-hmm. Bartlett Tree Experts wants to talk to you about micronutrients. And William will understand this. You probably know about NPK, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium needed for your plants. But do you know that six elements or micronutrients are required in small amounts for growth and development? Mm-hmm. They are iron, manganese, copper, zinc, molybdenum. Mm-hmm. And boron. Did you get you got all those right? Did everybody everybody get that, question? that could have been there's, our there's quiz? There's gonna be a quiz, yeah. <laughs> that, that no. should, maybe we'll do that. We'll I have somebody name just two, okay? <laughs> so it's I hope you were paying attention. They are iron, manganese, copper, zinc, molybdenum and boron. Only two of these, iron and manganese, are commonly found to be deficient in landscape trees and shrubs. Mm -hmm. The plants susceptible to iron deficiency are oaks, especially pin and white oaks, Mm -hmm. acid-loving plants like azalea and rhododendron, Japanese black pine, which I'm not even familiar with, to tell you the truth, white pine, magnolia, and photinia. And I am familiar with photinia because they grow it a lot out in the Pacific Northwest. And in the South. And in the south, yeah. So those, those, yes. Add witch hazels
5: to that list because we've got a lot of witch hazels. Witch hazel? Okay, we will add witch hazel to the The south. Is that Palos?
4: Oh, no. no, (laughs) A little farther. A little farther farther than that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like Montgomery, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Right, there you go. All right. Uh, Now, the plants that might lack manganese are birch, dogwood, maples, especially red and sugar maples, flowering cherry, sweet gum, and sergeant crabapple. Iron and manganese are required for chlorophyll production and photosynthesis, so a plant with a deficiency might show yellowing between the veins of the leaves. Now, you can confirm that by contacting a certified arborist from Bartlett Tree Experts to do a free evaluation of your trees. Remember, every tree needs a champion. Go to bartlett.com. So there you go. You but you knew all this stuff already, William. A right? good deal of it, yes. Yeah. Well, let's let's do it. actually all of it, but yeah. I don't, know. I don't want to brag, but yeah. <laughs> my, my, da- my dad was wow. a certified arborist. That's oh, how okay. In, so Here we go. I, I, heard a I lot had no idea. Yeah, yeah. That, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, no wonder you come by it honestly. Right.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and <laughs> spe- who knew? <laughs> Speaking of quizzes, yes, we have some flower and garden show tickets Ooh. to give away this morning.
4: Okay. Well, we told people to be paying attention mm-hmm. at. 877 711 5611 now of course you folks listening at uh, WRWO in Ottawa Illinois and at uh, KOTA in uh, Rapid City South Dakota Key this shop is
1: Shop in Las Vegas
4: and and uh, WRC in uh, State College PA don't call because this is a week later <laughs> all right <laughs> 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 but but folks listening live right now can get tickets to the Chicago Flower and Garden Show 877 711 5611 i'm going to ask you all to name only one of the micronutrients that i just listed just okay. one all you need is one and how, and and we'll give out two tickets per call how's that peggy
1: yeah
4: <laughs> whatever i was it's
1: i was seeing what Ellie posted uh, to twitter
4: all right did she uh, yes you go ahead and play with that, uh, Mr. Randall. Mr. Randall's in the studio here, helping us uh, try to get audio. And can you? And uh, so again, eight seven 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 eleven fifty six eleven. We'll give away two tickets. You just need to list one micronutrient that I just mentioned mm-hmm. that's good for your trees and shrubs. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Now we've got William Moss, the garden boss, Woo-hoo! Uh, from, and the name of your organization is Get Out and Grow and and he and that has an exclamation mark get out and grow boom darn it yeah <laughs> are are we there mm-hmm. you think you got it oh the man is here okay he gets a ding all right thank you Randall. uh we had to reboot the computer here to get our sound effects uh, going again mm-hmm. uh so you you're get out and grow but you're also going to be at the <clears throat> flower garden show yes. leading the potting parties please explain the potting party and what do you plan to do
5: so the potting party is basically where we come in and we get people to uh, pot up plants that they can take home. So that's the very most simple way to tell it. But what we're trying to do is we're adding a little flair to it with the flower tales that we have going on. And that, that, that being the theme, we want these pots to tell stories, not just the, the flowers individually, Telling stories, things like really cool things like Lariope, uh, we're going to have. That's a cool sounding mm-hmm. name and it has a really good <laughs> story like, behind I it. I
4: like liriope. Every,
1: kind of musical sounding. There does. you
5: go. Everyone loves Lariope. But we're also going to have uh, these pots with perennials in them. Some will have like small trees in them that we've got started for you. So we're going to make makes sure. makes no sense. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right? It makes some sense. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to have them so that people can take them home and grow them throughout the year. We want this to become, become a plant that's in the garden. We want mm-hmm. this pot to be a part of your garden for years to come. So you always have the story of putting this together and learning how to take care Mm -hmm. of these plants at the Flowering Garden Show. You bring it home and you have a choice. Some of the plants will be better suited indoors, but we really want you to put the plants outdoors when the weather comes. Find a place in your yard to plant it or keep it in the container and just keep it live Mm -hmm. there. But what we want to do is is start start people's garden stories around this pot. We want you to be able to take something home that can Mm -hmm. continue to grow and develop for you. The plants will have a story and then you'll have a story to tell four or five years down the line about where you got these plants and how they look so great in your yard.
4: So you intend those to go on forever and ever, and then you just pass them along to your children after a few decades and...
5: I want to say yes, but that breaks Moth's Rule number number three, <laughs> uh, which, is, which, is. which is which is never attach sentimentality to plants, <laughs> because oh, no, because no, no. because of Moth's Rule number five, plants are plentiful and inexpensive. So you don't you don't want to do that. I'll, although I would love for everyone to 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 take these plants and grow them and keep them going for forever. I just know that for for some is traumatic. I'll put it like
4: that. I yeah. will. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take him on on that. I mean, I think plants. plants oh, yeah. Plants are very sentimental, I, and I'm, I know because I've killed plants that were really sentimental. Yes, yes you have. And,
1: and they've I, come back to haunt you.
4: Yeah, They, they do. I, I dream about them all the time. <laughs> and you've had angst and anxiety over the, it. The as ghosts it, as of as past. And, <laughs> I know, and I know what William's trying to do here. He's trying to get people to understand, don't worry about it, you can get another plant, it will be really beautiful, and you will move on. And that's true. Yes. You can do that. Uh, and, and I, and to some degree, I agree with you that anybody who's ever grown plants has killed plants. Yes. Get, let's get that out okay. there right now because it's part of the deal and it happens and you shouldn't, it's not a moral judgment on you. It's a, right. those things ha- And sometimes it's your fault and sometimes it's not your fault. But you cannot convince someone that I can't,
5: uh, the thousands of people who have come up to me with sick or dying plants. And then they got tears in their eyes because it was their grandmothers. And I have to be, and I, I got to figure a way to comfort this person. You know, the plant, the plant has thrips. It's done for. I know that, but you can't tell them that. You have to tell them yeah. where they can get another similar to it or how they can adjust it. So that's why I, I install these rules. Yes. Of course, we all attach sentimentality to plants. Well, sis, well, but, but, but we should, we should, we, we, we do so at our own peril. Let's say it like that.
6: And I think the yes. key there, I think the key there though, and what we, what we try to do with this is our inspire, educate and motivate. So William's yes. going to inspire them. With these flower tails, but we're going to educate people so that they ha- at least have a fighting chance. Yes. They may not know yes. what to do, but at least when you get out there, and it may still die. Yes. It may. You know, it, it, you forgot to water it for a week and it was 100 degrees outside or whatever it may be, but we're going to give them, you're going to give them the tools to mm-hmm. further along their ability to be successful. For well,
5: the and- best opportunity so it's not a sad, a sad ending. <laughs> we want the ending to continue to be happy all
4: right we we have a, a at least one winner in our yep. contest
1: we, right yeah someone hung up but looks like someone else just called in do so.
4: we do we have somebody there yes. uh our, uh andrew and uh, i believe it is natalie natalie
1: from woodstock
4: natalie are you brief. there i am how are you okay <laughs> that's okay i didn't need those ears <laughs> or the eardrums anyway uh thank you so much what was your answer to the question
7: I believe one of them identified with manganese.
4: Wow. Manganese is a tough mm, one, too. Of course, yeah. we hammered that one in that, in that little commercial. that's yeah, good. But good. Good for you. So, are, uh, you I take it you're eager to come to the Chicago Flower and Garden Show.
8: I sure am.
4: Do you do that regularly?
7: No, this will be my first time, but Excellent. we're excited Welcome. to Welcome. discover some, thank you, some new things to plant in our garden. We're new to the Woodstock area, so we're going to, be learning
5: a lot. Extra stuff in your pot when you come to the potting party. If you can tell us the chemical symbol of manganese,
4: if you oh, okay. extra, <laughs> we'll give you extra plants. Wow! Awesome. Uh, this... <laughs> You've got your homework, <laughs> Natalie. He's got the. the we've got, got the it. science guy here. Yeah.
5: So find the chemical sim- symbol. You can even come down and tell me at the show. If you tell me the chemical symbol, I'll give you two pots, not one. Wow. Ooh,
8: okay. <laughs> I'll get you on.
4: <laughs> so well thank you for calling glad you were listening and have a great time uh, you, you you need to stop by and see william moss go to uh mm-hmm. do we have the uh times for the potting parties 11 1 3 and five thirty. yep Eleven 3 and five thirty. okay uh wait we've got two natalies yes we have two natalies that's just Nancy. 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 Okay, all right.
3: His, his so flying Na- fingers wrote the wrong thing. Natalie,
4: stop by the potting parties 11, mm-hmm. one, 3, and, and 530. Five 30. And which and five, day? What?
1: Every day, every day, okay. Wednesday
5: through Sunday. Okay, OK, so
1: and if she comes on Sunday, she can come and see the live broadcast of the Mike Novak show from nine to 11 and then go straight to the potting. Party and we haven't
4: Sunday. even mentioned that we will be there live on the 24th of March uh, broadcasting uh, the show from the Chicago Flower Garden. <laughs> All right, Natalie, thank you so much. We're going to let you go. And we're going to talk to Nancy, uh, who's also a winner. Nancy, are you there? I am here. Well, good morning, and thank you uh, for what. Now, what uh, 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 micronutrient did you guess?
3: Um, probably
1: the easy one,
4: iron. <laughs> that is the easy one. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you? We'll had- give
1: her a ding anyway. There, there, was, there was there was many more, but I didn't realize <laughs> that was going to be the question, so I kind of. Stored them in the back of my mind <laughs> through, later, <laughs> <laughs> to, to,
8: to look them up for my trees.
4: And uh, I'm going to ask you, have you been to the Chicago Flower and Garden Show before?
8: Yes. And I go with my daughter, Emily, and we absolutely
1: love it.
6: Oh, that's wonderful, Nancy. And Thank many, you.
1: And actually, many years ago, she met William Moss at her school, um, Haight Elementary. He came in and did
8: some gardening program for them. This was maybe like 10 years ago.
5: That's right. We actually put a so, garden out there. We we uh, put a vegetable garden out there. Yep. That was fantastic. Yeah. Yep. That's what we did. Yeah, and
1: she loved it. And then <laughs> she wanted to go see you at Gethsemane Garden
9: Center. So we came to your lecture there. And
5: oh, great.
9: You, you inspired her.
4: <laughs>
8: oh no! I'm never exactly. going to hear the end of oh, it. Here. Yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> Nancy,
4: I got to let you go. We're going to a commercial. Thank you. Have a great time at the Chicago Flower and Garden Show. It's the Mike Novak Thanks. Show with Peggy Malecki, William Moss, and Tony Abruscato are in the house. We're going to talk about the mossies. Mossies. When we come back.
1: Get ready to eat, meet, and be thoughtful at Family Farms' 15th Annual Good Food Expo. It's your chance to connect with Midwest farmers and producers, learn from chefs like Erling Lou Bauer and Jean Banchett, and eat delicious food in the Good Food Court. Entry is free with online registration. The Good Food Commons is back, as is Test Your Soil. Good Food happens Saturday, March 23rd at the UIC Forum in Chicago. Visit goodfoodexpo.org.
4: I'm meteorologist
10: Rick DeMaio. Bringing a lot of social science into climate change is really important. People who teach climate change now, you have to really get into how it's affecting people, how it's affecting the ability for people to cope, how it's affecting the ability of people to adapt or to mitigate. Stick around for some more insight into weather and climate and how it might be affecting you, your lives, and your garden. On WCGO 1590, Chicago Smart Talk.
0: What is this place?
4: You're in uncharted territory. What do you mean? Where are we? I don't know
0: if you've heard this.
10: I don't know what it is. Tell us
4: your name, please. 1590
1: WCGO Chicago. We got it together, didn't we?
8: (laughs) (laughs) We've definitely got our plane together, don't we?
1: Isn't that nice? Oh.
4: Sing it, Barry. (laughs) I can easily see over. Uh, he's just going to go out forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're almost going
10: to feel
6: a
4: little dirty when you're planting them, <laughs> no,
6: <laughs> Both literally and figuratively, I think. Because
4: we were talking about the berry white plant. Now, And what, what kind of plant was that? It's a hydrangea it's uh, from, from Bailey.
6: So they're doing uh, this um, summer crush and the, and the berry white.
1: <laughs> berry yeah. white coming to a front lawn near you. Yes uh, and, uh, <laughs> we,
5: we got together,
1: baby. I can't get down there. I can't. <laughs> Here you we go. i it, Barry. <laughs>
4: All right, that's all we got time yeah, for. Yeah, Welcome yeah, back yeah, to the Mike Novak. Yeah. No, no I'm going to listen to you in the car, the way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it'll be stuck in your head all day.
4: Yeah, uh, and we've got William Moss here in the studio. We got Barry White in the studio, and uh, right, and now he's gone. Show you right, and Tony <laughs> Abruscato, <laughs> and we need to talk about the 2019 Mossies, which just came out today. Uh, explain what the Mossies are, Mr. William Moss.
5: So the Mossies are plants. I grow plants all over. The nation, I got gardens everywhere, and, uh, <laughs> and I, have, I have very different <laughs> habitats that I grow them in. Uh, so you know, I grow these plants who and takes I try care to care of them
4: when you're not around.
5: Nature, so, <laughs> <laughs> so so sometimes, sometimes it doesn't always work out. But anyway, we we have these plants all over the place, and we want to test them to see which ones grow best. Uh, this started years ago when I was working with like people like Bailey's and others who would just send me plants. And I would I would test them out on like my rooftop and community garden and, you know, gardens on the south side, gardens Mm -hmm. in South Carolina, California, you know, all over the place, New York. And then I figured out that, you know, there was a lot of information from this, from doing this every year. So I wanted to put together the best list, mostly for me. I mean, to start is just for me. So I would know what what worked for me. Tough, beautiful, dependable, uh, reliable in their climates and also Tasty was the last category that <laughs> I would throw on there. You know, for vegetables that that and does not apply to daffodils. <laughs> no, 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 it does not. But yeah. I would go through all of this to see how productive, how you know, how, how much they bloom, how much they survive with, with less care if they, if they could do it. So that's that's how it started years ago, and I've just been doing it ever since. And these lists uh, come out. I try to pick different plants every year. Mm-hmm. There are some multiple winners because it depends on. Like we had a particularly bad year, like a couple of years ago, where there was a hailstorm, and you know, so one plant survived and did great so so I had to keep adding that yeah. to the list but this is a list from last year and last year was a was a weird year remember it was cold in the spring mm-hmm. it was still in the in the it was still cold freezing a very
1: wet spring
5: at the end of april it was still below freezing yeah. uh you know and then and then it got started and then we had that period of no of no rain in like late spring and then mm-hmm. a ton of rain and so it just it really bounced around it was a kind of weird year but it was not a big year for diseases i found so i didn't have to deal with that as much and uh some of the pests were not that much. Yeah, I think it's because it was so cold in the spring. So anyway, that's what the list is about, trying to figure out how
4: these plants fit into the So year. basically it's really personal. It's like what survived in William Moss's backyard. Is what survived in <laughs> these really tough conditions. Yeah,
8: okay.
5: What, okay. What, what can survive in a container? In various parts of the country as in well. In various parts of the country. So
1: All this right. is the overall performance winner.
5: By far. By far. This year, I planted wow. this in like three or four different places. And what is choose. this? That is a cheese pumpkin, Cucobita Moshata. Uh, but it, but it, but it's the it's it's the the cheese pumpkin variety. Okay. It actually is the same as the butternut squash. Okay. The only difference okay. is in how they present. But this particular variety makes incredibly big vines with mm-hmm. leaves that are bigger than two or three of my hands put together. They're modeled, The flowers come out six inches across. They attract all these great pollinators. The vines form a screen up trellises, or they can like mat the ground and be a good ground cover. And then they produce hundreds of pounds of pumpkin. You get three vines, you're going to get. 2 300 pounds of
1: pumpkins. And can and, and, you use wow. that like a butternut squash? You
5: use it like a butternut squash, but it keeps better than a butternut okay. squash. It will keep for over a year in dry This is not normal. <laughs> no, it's not. That's why that's why I won this year. So I made the list. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz it's a beautiful it's a beautiful plant that's also productive and feeds you. So that's why it's number 1 this year. Can it be
4: used to carve a jack-o'-lantern or not?
5: Uh, you would not do that because it is really thick flesh. So okay. unlike a pumpkin that you carve for Jack and mm-hmm. this has two, three inches of flesh inside. Yeah, uh, so more like the so, squash. So yeah. it's much more for eating. As a matter of fact, every canned pumpkin you've ever seen on the store isn't a pumpkin, it's this. Really? Really. Okay. And now, how long does it take to reach maturity? It will take about a 100 days
4: to reach maturity. So you got to start it. If you start in June, you'll get a crop. Okay. So folks have plenty of time to think about getting their cheese pumpkin, and you don't even have to grow it for the crop. You can just grow it as a beautiful screen and flowers, because the flowers
5: it puts out six inches across, and and it will bloom. Are those those big yellow ones you had on your, yeah. your huge yellow ones? Yeah, that's, that's ones. the
1: flower that's missing in, from the front of what yes, I've yes. printed
5: out. I'm going to use that for a screen.
6: Yeah. at my. I, when yes. I saw that, I'm yes. going to use that as a screen uh, up my up the trellis to block off part of the yard with those cool. big leaves and the flowers. It's
5: the perfect screen,
6: it really all right. is. It and really all is. my
5: squirrels will eat all the <laughs> you plant this, you won't see the neighbors f- until November. <laughs> <laughs>
2: perfect, perfect,
4: <laughs> you know, and that's what people want. They will, that they always ask me that. The question I get in every garden club is, How come I can still see my neighbors? All right, uh-huh. and so that's now- getting
1: a bunch of hearts on Facebook. This is- <laughs>
4: <laughs> this is something that we do to conceal the name. You don't need you don't need an arborvitae hedge anymore. That's just going to no. die on you. Okay, so thank all you. All right, no. all right. Number two is uh, c- in container performance is ruella or Mexican petunia. Uh, so this particular one, is... ruella a- or sometimes Ruella. 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 Uh, yeah, I've seen I've seen it uh, spelled various ways. Actually, it's, it's
5: spelled it spelled different way. Well, yeah. it's a uh, you know we don't. Latin is,
4: Latin is a dead language. So, (laughs) so, so this Mexican petunia. Well, it's true. I had somebody say to me, I say, how do you pronounce that in Latin? They said, how do I know it's a dead language? Nobody knows how it's pronounced. Nobody knows. Get yourself a, get a priest. Okay. And they'll tell you. Right.
5: That's the the best way to go. So this particular plant is a tropical, but it survived. It blooms the entire season. You can buy them in springtime. Hmm. You can buy them as early as May. Like And then if you put it out in the yard in May in a container, it will bloom for you the entire season. And then you can bring it inside and keep it, or you can choose to let it go the way of its ancestors and leave it out for the frost. But if you bring it inside, you just keep it dry and bright,
4: mm-hmm. and then you put it out again next May and all over again. You
5: put
1: Wait, it under your happily filling leaf. This
4: is the what they call <laughs> a uh, native petunia, right? Is this um, the same one or is this a different one?
5: It's related to our native petunia, but this one is from further south. Oh, okay. So it's a much I, taller plant. It's about it's about there'll be pictures on the website. And right now, you can go to Get Out and Grow my Facebook page, which we'll hopefully we'll link up with you guys, and you can click on the list and get let's it from get there.
4: this up there, LA. Get Out and Grow, and and uh, are are the uh, the mossies listed for 2019 up there now? It's, it says coming soon. You can see the sheet that you guys have. And then
5: once I get a chance,
4: I'll post up all you better, the individual got the sneak ones. sneak
5: preview. You guys you, got the preview. You better, Somewhere around you, March 25th or 26th.
4: <laughs> you better do it today. You're going to lose them because uh, folks are going to go right there. So when I say when, when you get out of here, you go, you go uh, attach that. i gonna start
5: posting. You guys can, uh, can, can, get the, can get the overall list and I'll have the individual ones
4: with a write-up
1: and of all, all the of them stories.
4: this week. And yep. all the
1: stories. And, and I, I want to hear about the worst problem when I read it in the story.
4: Oh, Lord, yes. <laughs> the Fox that's the fox squirrel because we got a minute and a half left. All right, fox squirrel. Let's real quick give me the top ten. Um, you've got the Madonna Lily. You like yes, it number three, an amazing plant. February Gold Daffodil is they number ex- four. Excelled this year because it was a long, cool spring. Excelled. What did
6: the Daffodil? Oh, we're going 2018, not
4: yes. 2019. Yeah, right. The Green Dragon is your aroid. Um, produces all these beautiful berries, so you have them in the in the in the
5: fall. So, so in the spring it blooms but in the summer the berries are everywhere in the yard it looks like it looks like you put little red ornaments all throughout <laughs> all right which hazel is the winter flower which is
4: great because right. if you want something grown in the winter there you go the which species
5: is... breva has some of the biggest brightest flowers you'll ever see uh
4: seven is virginia bluebells i don't know why anybody wouldn't plant Virginia bluebells they're wonderful uh once again cool sp- spring they lasted forever right mm-hmm. swamp milkweed is number eight more
5: pollinators than anything in the garden by far more butterflies monarchs everything really okay sparkling rain lily is nine. Zephyranthes Candidum. People need to, they need to get this need this, this plant blooms throughout the year, but fall is when it explodes. And green twister
4: cone flower is the new flower. Thanks so much, North Creek Nurseries. They gave me this plant, and it was fantastic. So that's just the top ten. We're going to get that link to you. Tony, folks want to go to the Chicago Flower and Garden Show, they go to chicagoflower.com. Chicagoflower.com or across any social media platform where Chicago Flower. Uh, Thank you both for being on the show. We'll talk more about that. We'll be back after the no-name news.
1: Hey, this is Peggy, and I'm here to tell you about Natural Awakening Chicago Magazine, your independent go-to resource for everyday wellness. Natural Awakenings is still the greenest, healthiest magazine in the Chicago area. For more than eight years, we've been helping you find ideas and resources to lead a healthier, more fulfilling, and sustainable lifestyle. Each month, we take a fresh look at nutrition, wellness, fitness, complementary medicine, personal growth, and green living. Natural Awakenings includes great articles about raising healthy kids, too. And we include lots of ideas for your home, your garden, and taking care of our planet. If you like good food, you'll love our tasty recipes and meal ideas. And check out our monthly calendar. It's full of local events to keep you inspired and connected. Natural Awakenings is available throughout the city, as well as suburban Cook, Lake, and McHenry counties, and it's free. Or visit us at nachicago.com. Natural Awakenings. Feel good. Live simply. Laugh more.
3: Welcome to the second hour of the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. This hour is brought to you by Bartlett Tree Experts. Every tree needs a champion. Go to Bartlett.com. Here they are again, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak.
4: All I need is good food to eat. Make me healthy, wealthy, wide awake. Lettuce, tomatoes, root and bacon. What about those sweet potatoes? All I need is good food to eat. All I need is good food to eat. Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Boy, that was fun. Yeah, having uh, Barry White in the studio. Oh wait, Barry White, the Marmot. The the Marmot, everybody. It makes. I just. I just want to play this all day long. I just. I just now. I think I just had to play Barry White all day long. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: you the, first.
8: You're
1: the
3: last. My
4: Yeah. All right, Barry. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> so Sing nice. It, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> so nice that they're have naming a plant after you now too. <laughs> hey, uh and, and let's remind folks that yes, we will be at the Chicago Flower and Garden Show on the uh, 24th of march to- march is just insane okay it's a, for us it's an insane month we got lots going on especially that week because that week we
1: we will be at evening in bloom on the 19th which yep. is the gala to kick off the flower and garden show
4: and then on the 22nd and 23rd we're at the good food expo doing interviews and talking to people there mm-hmm. and then on the 24th we're at back at the chicago flower and garden show then I know we're going to be making a visit on the thirtieth to the Chicago Community Gardeners Association conference, and then on the thirty-first we think we're going to be doing a live broadcast. Another one, a live so,
1: brunch broadcast, a
4: live brunch. Well, nine to eleven. if you consider well, nine to eleven brunch. Will,
1: but they're serving brunch, not breakfast. Yes, so.
4: at uh, at Wild Blossom Meadery and Winery. On the south side, and we're working on getting Carrie Schloss, who we had on the show last year, uh, she has all these great honey recipes, mm-hmm. um, and I forget the the exact name of the book. I should have that in front of me, but I don't. But uh, our great friends, uh, uh, Audrey uh, Fisher, uh, down at the, the uh, Wild Blossom... Uh, Audrey and Greg. Yeah, Audrey and Greg at the Wild Blossom Meadery. It's a meadery and winery, and... They're they're being really accommodating, and the cool thing is we're going to have Bartlett come down there. That's the day when we have Bartlett tree experts do their tree talk on our show. So the first hour, we got some of the Chicago guys from Bartlett mm-hmm. coming down. Not only are they going to give tree advice, if you live in the area down in uh, Beverly and down there by the Dan Ryan Evergreen Woods, Park. Um, right in that area. You're going to have two experts down there, two arborists, and you can talk to them about your trees on site there um, and maybe even get them to come out to take a look at your trees in the area. So um, there are so many bonuses to coming to this event on the 31st. You get mead, you get... Food, a great, wonderful uh, stuff that uh, you're not going to believe. It's just uh, – yeah. and uh, and be a live audience for the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. So that's the 31st. So ah, the next few weeks are, are, are pretty intense.
1: And then next Sunday on the show, um, Chef Jason Hamill of Lula Cafe, he is going to be receiving the Family Farms 2019 Good Food Chef of the Year Award. And we're going to have him right here on the show talking about that, talking about the Good Food Expo, local food in Chicago. That's going to be a lot of fun.
4: Yeah, that's uh, yeah. And, and that's in my neighborhood. That's in my neck of the woods. Yeah. So, uh, and then
1: uh, Austin Hall and Mark Wise from GreenWise Organic Lawn Care and Landscaping right here in Evanston will be on as well.
4: Well, and the thing about having the folks from GreenWise Organic Lawn Care on the show is, um, and I will ask them this question next week, is that, you know, 15 years ago, when I was helping put together the Midwest Ecological Landscape Alliance, um, I figured in 15 years there would be organic and natural lawn care companies all over the place. We'd be <laughs> lousy with them. And it ain't happened, folks. It's still hard to get out there and find natural lawn care. And get why? And why is that? And, and you know, and we're going to talk in just a second with a couple of guys uh, who are all about that, about creating vermicompost and um, taking our natural resources and reclaiming Chicago city lots and why they're having a problem with that, if you've heard of Nature's Little Recyclers, it's a vermicomposting outfit in the city of Chicago that has just run into a buzz saw. And you would think, well, wait a second, aren't we uh, advocating urban farms and and greening in Chicago? Aren't we one of the greenest cities in America? And uh, every time I hear that, I I snort my coffee through my nose. uh, Because in some ways it's true, and in some ways it's a joke. And it's kind of hard to balance those two. Uh so we're gonna that you know in that discussion today we have will lead into the discussion next week mm-hmm. about what do you put on your 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 patch of earth. How do you make the soil better? Are you paying attention to what's going on there? Are you paying attention to what you're buying? And where do you get the material? And who who died and made somebody God so they could say it's okay to put poisons on your your earth your lawn and and do that but it's not okay to grow native plants or to make this compost. makes no sense this makes no sense at all wait i i guess i need to wait that's was that was that a, a that was a cue that was a cue <laughs> oh wait i still got Barry white on there okay no 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 no, we can't Well, that we, makes no sense either no but. that doesn't make uh any sense at all Oh well we're, we're gonna have to break here uh so when we come back, uh, we're welcoming into the studio Ed Hubbard, Dale Hubbard, from Nature's Little Recyclers, Beth Craigor, and I hope I'm pronouncing it right. We'll find out in a second. From the uh, Institute for Justice's Clinic on Entrepreneurship, all on the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki.
1: Alan! Ellen! Alan, Alan! Alan! When it comes to caring for your trees... You want the best science and the best arborists. You get exactly that with Bartlett Tree Experts. For three generations, training and education have been central to the work of this family-owned company. And Bartlett is the leader in safety. Whether it's your home or your business, Bartlett Tree Experts uses the most effective and environmentally sensitive methods. Call for a free estimate. Every tree needs a champion. Go to bartlett.com.
0: Are you ready to go all in for our planet? All In is the theme for the annual One Earth Film Festival, March 1st through 10th, at more than 60 locations throughout Chicagoland. 28 powerful solution-oriented films cover climate change, conservation, food waste, energy, and more. They will move you and inspire you to get involved for the sake of our collective future. Don't miss the Midwest's premier environmental film festival. Go to oneearthfilmfest.org. You can enjoy fresh local food all winter long
4: at indoor farmers markets hosted by different Chicagoland houses of worship on select Saturdays and Sundays from now through April 6th. Your purchase of sustainably produced food helps support regional farm families. The markets are organized by Faith in Place, a nonprofit which inspires people of all faiths to care for the earth through education, connection and advocacy. For a market schedule, go to faithinplace.org.
1: If spring is right around the corner, so is the Chicago Flower and Garden Show at Navy Pier. From March 20 through 24th, the world of literature springs to life at Flower Tales. The story grows on. There are display gardens, culinary demonstrations, kids' activities, potting parties with William Moss, the garden boss, even craft beer tasting and nightly live music. It's all designed to educate, inspire, and motivate the next generation of gardeners. Once again, we're broadcasting live on Sunday morning. Go to chicagoflower.com
10: sound you hear is my time machine letting me know
5: it's time to return to our own world this is your talk wcgo hang on
0: let's go organic
4: sets Eco Elvis. Thank you, Thank you very much.
0: Action, we'll seal our fate. Let's go organic the earth can't wait.
4: Uh, I still have to get Eco Elvis back on the show. I don't know what he's up to these days, but I've got his disc, and sometimes I I play this, and it seems uh, appropriate uh, as we launch into this conversation. And of course, I got uh, Beth's name wrong as we were uh, heading out of the last segment, and it's Krieger, right?
8: That's it, Beth Krieger. Uh,
4: Beth Krieger, and she's with. The Well, she's the director of the Institute for Justice's uh, Clinic on Entrepreneurship out of the University of Chicago Law School. We're going to get to you in a second. Uh, Let's start with the story of these two gentlemen here on my left, your right, if you're looking on Facebook. No? Yes, on your right. Uh, And they are Ed Hubbard and Dale Hubbard, and they are with uh, an outfit called Nature's Little Recyclers. In Chicago, we're going to try to get this story out as as much as we can in in the short time we have allotted to us. But it it seems like it's more complex than it ought to be. Ed, um, I'll start with you. How did how did Nature's Little Recyclers come about?
2: Um, basically, Nature's Recyclers came out. Um, I changed careers and I wanted to do something that was meaningful. What
4: were you doing before? I was doing uh, a software.
2: I was uh... ah. I was doing kind it's,
4: of – Everybody does that now. It's like you leave <laughs> software and you go into to gardening or something. Right.
2: Well, it's very – and it's, yeah, I wanted something physical. And I was involved with, like, the tech community. And I decided that – and I wanted to do worms. And so <laughs> – and everybody went well, crazy. It says, well, we need to really see some real innovations in how to compost, how to bring you – know, you know, all these things that were coming in 2012 –
4: and in so, Chicago, in and Chicago. Chicago was part of a movement in 2020. In, in that area, you know, certainly in the 21st century here, it has gone into uh, the urban agricultural realm mm-hmm. uh, both feet forward.
2: And I was a kid, so my dad said, go get a job. And uh, I did worm farming for two years from Chicago, North Avenue Beach to Montrose Harbor as a kid. And so I decided I wanted to try it again. And, w- and
4: when was that? 77. Uh, I was like 12. So nobody was doing that at the
2: Oh, time. no, no. It was just worm farming. Nobody knew what it was, the value of it is. But I got these really set of skills that I kept for my rest of my life. Yeah. And when the moment came that it really was necessary, I left 1871 to join The Plant, America's first vertical farm, mm-hmm. and decided I was going to make a significant difference.
4: And, and, and sometimes it's known as Plant Chicago, uh, but it's called The Plant. It's on the south side. Um, it's, it's a, a completely sus- – the goal is to make it a completely sustainable system, uh, a loop where everything is brought back and reused, and uh, and it's a really cool idea, and uh, they're still in progress.
2: Absolutely, and we were one of the earliest uh, members to it. Uh, I was doing a lot of the worms, and then one day uh, my uh, Dale joined me, and he saw what I was doing. Your and son, my son.
4: All right, all right, Dale. Why? Okay, w- w- I got to ask. What were you thinking about what your dad was doing before you joined him?
9: Oh, I think it was crazy. <laughs> uh, I we I started in 2012. Right? He told me what he was doing. And I was, you know, like, it's crazy, man. We, I grew up in a city. I did not grow up in a farm. I have no experience with a farm prior to this. And I was like, you grow worms. Well, then he ended up getting space at a, the, the plant and started growing worms there. And I saw what he was doing and how all the farmers were t- would come in and bring stuff to him and they needed soil. And so I was like, this is actually a really good idea. We should be doing this. So I went home, Googled it, looked it up to see why we weren't doing it. And I discovered we were doing this. Uh, throughout the world. And mm-hmm. America was actually really far behind on this. And there was a need for it. <laughs> surprise! <laughs> and, surprise. <Yeah. laughs> and at the same time, Chicago had just passed the urban farm uh, mm-hmm. zone in the area. That's supposed to allow for urban farming in the area. And they said that they wanted to promote more green activity. And mm-hmm. I, we realized that we were going to need all this soil uh, for the urban farm community. And so at that point, I said, if you can sell the worms, I will join because we need to be able to make money. Uh, we got on Amazon the next week and we sold our worms right away. And after that, we were uh, off to the races. Um and at that point we we so got So there was pent up demand for worms for, for red
1: it? wigglers. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> it's actually
9: a red wiggler shortage out there in the world right really? now. Absolutely. The red wigglers go up in price every year. It's uh, what really? drives why, us. Why is that? Uh because the demand for uh the composting worms for food and all mm-hmm. that outstripped the pace for people growing them. And well,
4: and we're and this is part of what This whole movement in Chicago and in the country is all about is teaching people that, no, this is not you don't throw things away anymore because away has no meaning. And you need to figure out how to deal with your resources, including and, and this is where Chicago lags way behind. Other cities, including organic materials, what to do with organic materials yeah we we can figure out how to if you count paper in that yeah paper paper 's easy thing that 's kind of low hanging fruit you, ever, you can figure out how to recycle paper. It's when we get into cardboard and when we get into uh, uh, produce and we get into other organics that we kind of scratch our heads and say, "Well, we we can't. We're not San Francisco. We don't know how to do that, and we we really are bad about that because we don't have a green bin. We don't have a place where people can throw their uh, organic material out in the in the alley. We can't even figure out how to recycle the stuff in the blue cart, let alone start a green cart." Mm -hmm. Which is why I'm, you know, and I'm getting ahead of myself here, which is why I'm glad we're going to have a new administration, because it's a chance to wipe the slate clean and say, "Okay, ladies uh, or lady, whoever's going to. Hey, lady, uh, who's going to be the mayor of Chicago? Can you figure this out, please? Because the last two mayors didn't have a clue. Uh, How do we make that happen? So um that's that's like I said getting ahead of myself a little bit. So let's get back to your story. So your your dad Ed is is comp- is, is creating well he's growing worms, he's raising worms, he's composting uh, uh 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 materials which turns into something called vermicompost or vermicompost depending on how you want to pronounce it. Um and at that time you started in the plant, but you had to move out because the operation got too big, right?
2: That's correct. That's correct. Um, we moved into um, several hundred pounds at that point and were able to handle more material.
9: And so at the time, we had to move out of the plant. So we actually got help from the city of Chicago and ASEAN, uh Fundraiser, and they actually ran a fundraising campaign for us to help us get enough cash to get out of the plant Chicago into our own space. In 2012, right. when you
4: say the city of Chicago was helping you there, um, w- exactly who was who was behind that effort? It was the it would be the mayor's office. Okay, and so they were they were on board and they at, were saying, "Yeah, let's, at, yeah, let's at do." At times, yes, they were, and
9: they even, and the plant Chicago was even composting at the time openly, and much of the area was openly, and they kept talking about this new urban farm zone that they were creating in the area and how that they were this was going to be the future
4: mm-hmm. of the yeah. area at the time. Okay. And so you moved to a new operation, but then that got too small as well, from what I understand. Is that what happened? It got too small, and it was inefficient for what our goals were.
9: So uh, our goals were to help the urban farm community produce soil, and in it, they had requ- that we were, uh, we were uh, indoors. Uh, we weren't able to take a lot of material at the time, and we just weren't able to produce enough material. And we had to truck it in. So we're moving everything in, and they were taking everything, and they were taking it all back out and putting it onto the field. It was unprofitable. It was expensive, and it just wasn't going to work for what people needed it for. And it took longer.
4: And let's and let's stop there for a second and, and point out one important part of this, which is this is not a not for profit. This was for a for profit organization, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's and that's where the trouble begins, basically, from what I understand. Yes. It,
9: yeah. We understand too. Yeah. <laughs> because,
4: because okay, in twenty fifteen the composting rules and Beth, we will get you in here soon as as soon as we can.
7: You're talking to the real experts
4: here. <laughs> <laughs> um in 2015, the composting rules in Chicago were revised to make them uh, more realistic because a lot of people had community gardens. A lot of people were starting urban farms. You could not bring compostable materials from off-site. The only thing you could compost was what was raised on-site, and that was just silly. It was just ridiculous. So they, they changed the rules a little bit in 2015 so that up to a certain uh, percentage and and uh, well, actually, twenty five square feet, I believe, is uh, uh, cubic yards. Cubic yards. I'm sorry, twenty five cubic yards uh, of stuff you could compost on site. But that didn't help you guys because those things were community gardens; they were farms. But you were a composting operation. So yeah, so we actually pay our workers a living wage.
9: So we actually charge for it and get paid off of it, and we use all the composting money to pay our workers. Um, but for those, are all pretty much support of volunteer operations where. Everybody gets donated to them, they're not allowed to make any money they're not they have to give everything away so so they don't run as efficiently as us because of it but, because, mm-hmm. but that's what it uh they want to force everybody into and for the average community garden to try to build their farm, they have to just take all this waste from everybody for free and build a f- farm in hopes that one day in three or four years they're going to be able to turn it over and make some money
3: yeah,
4: all right, so you had this business. And uh, you were operating, you had uh, the plant, and then you moved the other space, and then you realized that's too small. When did you go from an indoor business to an outdoor business? 2014. 2014. 2015.
2: 2015. In 2015, we joined a, a pilot project on uh, CHA housing uh, with Otis Fresh Farms to start really building on, on a farm. And that was handed to us with the idea that it was going to be eventually developed, but during the time that we were allowed to use it until they were developing it. Mm -hmm. And that project went through, I mean, until the point that they gave us our notice, and that all ended pretty... Pretty much on, on a schedule.
4: So this is uh, on land that you did not own, that somebody else right. owned, right? right? But but you were doing a vermicomposting operation.
2: Yeah, we actually did
9: several farms. We worked with, like, uh, God's Gang on 51st Street. We built a farm there as well. First, that was our first farm we built. And, it's and when, not, you,
4: when you say you built a farm, what does that mean? That means we
9: take our worms and we feed the worms uh, f- food waste and turn it into uh Organic, clean compost, or soil, and then we... Mm-hmm. So, you're br- so
4: you're bringing in organic matter, and you're vermicomposting it, and you're leaving some of that organic matter on site so that it it, it remediates the uh, the soil. Yeah, there.
1: and are there any buildings, or is it bins, or how is this... So we build it, so we actually
9: put it on a plastic tarp, right? We put it on a tarp, and then we cover it all. have actually- sort of
1: proprietary...
9: Uh, tarps there is yes we it's a custom-made tarp that we built for us to control smell humidity it keeps it at optimal humidity and all that um so so we contain everything 100 Mm
4: percent uh in that sense so you're not a nuisance you're not uh, a bad neighbor uh you're just doing your vermicompost and and anybody who who's done this before knows that if you do it right the only smell is a good one i mean it's that that Smell where you grab a handful yeah, of earthy of compost, and you go, "Wow, that's great! I want that on my soil." So, so you did these projects, and then you got really ambitious, and you said, "Well, maybe we should buy our own land and do this professional. Well, do this uh, not professional, on a bigger scale. Uh, we'll buy the land, and we'll do it. We'll we'll remediate it, and we'll turn it over to a farm. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, what went <laughs> <laughs> What went wrong, Ed?
2: Um, I guess a lo- large under- misunderstanding of how, you know, alderman and trying to reach aldermen. So we try to reach out to aldermen and everything else. And we were in
4: three different wards. We're doing three it. different wards. We reached out to all the
2: aldermen and we kind of just under the farm rules, I've, I see myself as building a farm process and there's not a clear licensing to the farms. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's very important. There's not a clear licensing to the farm. So we decided that and we were going to build a farm and we just decided
4: finally at the end to do it. And so you had, you bought three parcels of property in Chicago in three different wards. They were reasonably priced, so that made sense. You, you looked at the land, you said, we can remediate this, and then once we're finished here, we can turn it over to a farm or a garden, and they'll take it, we'll move on to someplace else, right? Not only did, could we hand it to farmers, we had farmers who were already on our waiting list. And you were providing jobs. Absolutely. Good paying jobs in the city of Chicago where people complain there aren't enough jobs, right?
9: Absolutely, yeah. We actually work in communities that have the highest unemployment in the city. Uh, we intentionally targeted lots that were covered in debris that had been abandoned, that were not being taken care of. Uh, so we, t- we targeted those lots, took them over, as others we were able to them for a good price. Mm-hmm. And then in the areas with huge unemployment, and then we created local jobs in the community. Uh, we've hired people that have, like, someone who was exonerated after being in prison for 40 years. Mm-hmm. We hire uh, People that like dropped out of school, all sorts of people from the, anywhere in the community, yeah. anybody
4: that just wants to work. And from what I understand, the next thing that happens is you get a cease and desist order on one of those properties. And within a matter of days, uh, well, it gets bulldozed without you having any recourse, without you even having a chance to to get your materials off of there and, and the windrows. And they're just demolished along with your equipment. And from what I understand, in the neighborhood of $50,000 worth of equipment.
9: Yeah, that's about right. They destroyed our tarps and everything. So and there the was the city, no warning.
4: The city destroyed this with no warning. They just came in and said, we don't like what you're doing. Go ahead, Ed.
2: It's fifteen, not fifty. Let oh, me- I'm sorry,
4: fifteen one five. Okay, right. well, that is a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, still, it's fifteen thousand dollars worth of equipment. Uh, and with that, from uh, from what I understand, th- they came to you and said, "Please move this." And you said, "Yeah, give us a couple of days. We'll 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 take this down." But they didn't wait for that. Is that correct?
9: Yes, that's correct. We were notified Thursday afternoon, and then by Monday morning, the bulldozers were there.
4: Wow. Okay, and. And then, so that that lot was destroyed, the, whatever you were doing there. How, what's the status of that lot right now? It's empty still. It's sitting there. You own we, it.
9: We still own it, and it was just sitting there. Yeah.
4: And it's just sitting there because somebody got to be in their bonnet, so to speak, and decided that you guys were trouble. And so then you had another lot, uh, and you also got a cease and desist order on that. At the
9: exact same time. We received both cease and desist at the same time for both the lots. Wow. And with that lot, um, we did not get bulldozed, though, for some reason. We don't know why. We told them the same thing. That different
4: aldermen, do you think? Definitely different aldermen. Uh, I mean, do you think that might have been why?
9: It was very possible, yeah.
4: yes. And now you have a third lot that just received a deceased uh, cease, and a cease and desist order, and, and that was just this past week, right? That's Correct.
9: Yeah, it was, it was Thursday again. Yeah, so Thursday imagine. Or Friday, yeah. So, yeah, who knows Thursday. when the bulldozers are coming. Oh, wow.
4: my goodness. And do you have Windrow set up there as well? We do. We have all of our equipment there and everything. It's actually one of our larger fields. All right. And we're about to take a break, but this is where Beth Krieger comes in uh, from uh, the Institute for Justice Clinic on Entrepreneurship. Um, we're going to, we won't start that conversation, but I know that you guys have been working with ed and dale uh at nature's little recyclers you work with groups all over the country trying to find justice for small uh, businesses right
7: that's right the- we're fighting for economic liberty for entrepreneurs all over
4: the united states okay when we come back we will hear beth's side what they're trying to do how they view this and where we go from here it's a mike novak show with peggy malecki we'll be right back
8: Did you know that there are 17,000 chemicals used in the array of common household cleaners? But only 30% of these are tested for side effects on human health and the environment. In a Green Diva Minute, you'll learn more and be on your way to living a deeper shade of green. The average household has 3 to 25 gallons of toxic materials in the house, most of which are cleaning products. When buying cleaning products, avoid anything that bears a poison label, duh but especially products that contain diethylene glycol, formaldehyde-based deodorizers, triclosan, phenols, petroleum solvents, perchloroethylene, and other hard-to-pronounce stuff. Check out sites like ewg.org, who have done the homework for you already. Or make your own. It's an easy, non-toxic solution. I'm Green Diva Meg. Find more useful Green Diva podcasts, videos, and, of course, lots of low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green at thegreendivas.com.
4: This is Mike Novak. Serious and even not-so-serious gardeners in the Chicago area know that there's a year-round resource that always comes in handy, Chicagoland Gardening Magazine. It's the garden magazine for our region, and it's packed with information about plants indoors and out. Every issue contains insightful articles by gardening pros, fantastic photos, science, and more. With features like what to do in the garden, design tips, and Chicagoland natives, you're going to be ready to grab a trowel and dig. Even I have a column in the inside back page of every issue. It's practically fact-free, and I'm proud of it. Chicagoland Gardening Magazine, a publication of state-by-state gardening magazines. Go to ChicagolandGardening.com and get a subscription. If you're in other parts of the Midwest or the South, try one of the 21 magazines in those regions by going to StateByStateGardening.com or call 888-265-3600. It's jungle out there. It's amazing how often this song works with almost <laughs> any subject we bring up on the Mike Novak oh, Show with Peggy Malecki, so scary. I have to throw this in uh, from time to time. Welcome back to the show. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, we're very pleased to have in studio Ed Hubbard and Dale Hubbard, who are the folks behind Nature's Little Recyclers—it's a vermicomposting business in the city of Chicago. At least it is right now. We're not sure how long. And that's—and that's really the tragedy of this—is that we really don't know how long you guys are going to survive, do we? No, it's, it might be over Monday. Yeah, if the bulldozers come, especially. Um, wow. All right. So Beth Krieger is also in the studio, director of the institute. For Justice's uh, Clin IG, it's the IJ Clinic on Entrepreneurship. I, I think I'm getting this wrong somehow, but uh, no. <laughs> is is it, is it right? It's just that's, a very that's long absolutely title. Absolutely
7: right, long okay. titled. IJ Clinic on Entrepreneurship. We're based at the University of Chicago Law School.
4: Okay, and you've been working with Nature's Little Recyclers for some time now, haven't you?
7: Absolutely. So at the IJ Clinic on Entrepreneurship, we're legal advisors and advocates and sometimes, if it's required, agitators for low-income entrepreneurs in Chicago. Not
4: just Chicago, though, but the the, uh, University of Chicago works all over the country. I went to your website and I saw projects all over the place that you guys had gotten involved with.
7: Yes. So the IJ Clinic is part of the Institute for Justice, which is a national public interest law firm. Mm -hmm. Um, We're advocates for liberty all over the country and really focused on economic liberty. So we're working on behalf of hair braiders who are required to go to school for 1,500 hours to learn irrelevant skills and and folks who are just trying to hang a sign in front of their business and, and are told they can't. Um, time and time again we find that entrepreneurs with creative ideas or sometimes old fashioned <laughs> ideas who are just trying to to get something going to to earn an honest living are shut down. And um and that's that's why we're based at the University of Chicago Law School in in the IJ Clinic, we're working directly with entrepreneurs as they get started here in Chicago to help them navigate all those complicated laws and, and help them change them if need be.
4: So what did you see here when when you were sitting down with them what changed they were they were the city was working with them and they were getting bigger they were hiring people they're doing exactly what you're supposed to do as a business to succeed and to help your community and then suddenly they're getting bulldozed what happened
7: Well, when we first met Ed and Dale, uh, they were finalists in our South Side Pitch competition where we really try to highlight um, some of the fantastic innovation that's happening on the South Side. Sometimes people don't think of the South Side as as a hub of innovation, but we know it is. Um, And when Ed and Dale told us about their business, they talked about black gold and the fact (laughs) that they're providing a service to people who want to to dispose of their their food waste in a responsible way. They're growing worms for people who want those worms, and they're creating soil and compost for the farms um, that we want to succeed. So it seemed like it was an amazing cycle. And absolutely from the beginning, as the city has tried to build a sustainability plan, they have... um, highlighted Nature's Little Recyclers and other farmers and other environmental businesses as part of that system. And
4: name some of the groups that you've been working with.
2: Uh, We were, uh, the groups we work with, uh, Growing Home, Windy City Harvest,
4: uh, Chicago, uh, the Marathon. um, How many uh, tons of material did you recycle from the Marathon last year? It was Uh, 10 tons from the Bank of America
9: Marathon. And we also did the Shamrock Mm -hmm. Shuffle as well. Amazing. So they. It's a lot re- of
7: banana peels. That's
9: a
4: lot yes. of banana peels. A lot of potassium there. And then it goes back out to the park district, the Chicago Park District. Oh, so they're benefiting from your vermicompost as well. Absolutely. And oh, you have
1: boy. other um, food scrap recyclers bring you their food scraps too.
9: Absolutely. Yeah. There's a bike company called Healthy Soil Compost and mm-hmm. Urban Canopy, and
4: they. Yes, I've with, seen them in yeah. my neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, I stopped one one day. I said. I hadn't heard of you guys, and just we had a little conversation, yeah, and they try to be a low emissions uh, uh food scrap collection service. Yeah. they use bikes and
9: small vehicles and stuff like that to get it to us
4: all right back to Beth so here was this wonderful organization, and suddenly they're getting bulldozed uh, What happens at this point what What did you guys find out?
7: well, in Chicago unfortunately the the Goals and the mission, the public mission to be um, promoting sustainable systems, has not been matched with the legal code. Um, so there, as Endale mentioned, there's no license that a farm can get. Um, there's very limited zones that are where farming is allowed, and um, composting, professional expert composting that can handle and recycle all of that material, is pushed into a category of recycling facility tier three um, and um, that's all... <laughs> mm-hmm. I know it's
4: just tier three is scary because they got mm-hmm. tier one and two and they're mainly are what dealt with uh, what are dealt with in the 2015 revision of the ordinance mm-hmm. and it made everybody happy but those were really small organizations I mean and I can understand and, and that commercial right and non-commercial and I can understand it at the time because they were really heavy-handed with uh organizations that they shouldn't have been with you know leave the community gardens alone let them let them do some composting please just you know take your 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 fist off of them however you go to this other uh category tier 3 and they want you to be a mega corporation and you guys are not there you're too too big for the community gardens and too small for the mega corporation is that an accurate portrayal
9: Yeah, it's absolutely accurate portrayal. And the other thing, too, is we have to go through – it's only on properties that are like – handle hazardous waste. uh,
7: Yeah, it's only allowed in manufacturing zones where there's been manufacturing Mm -hmm. and that's not where you want. The community gardens or urban farms right. that Nature's Little Recyclers is trying so to
8: build. So the city,
4: the city and its rules now—they want them in these these contaminated areas of big manufacturing—and they're saying no. We want to be in the areas where people are going to set up community gardens and where they want to live. And and so now we have to fix that. And you're saying we got to go back to City Hall and redo this ordinance.
7: Absolutely, we see you way too often in Chicago that the rules are written really broadly and really restrictively, Mm -hmm. um, but Nevertheless, maybe some of these good projects are allowed to go. Maybe even they're supported by the city. But if anything changes, if your alderman's not happy with you for whatever reason, and and you can let your imagination run about why an alderman might not be happy with an entrepreneur. Well, you, uh, you don't. Okay, they can Anybody's, shut you down because yeah, they they've can. got the the legal tools, and the entrepreneur doesn't have the legal tool to establish the business securely and safely.
4: Well. I saw an article just this week uh, in uh, John Cass interviewed uh, Scott Waggisback, which is an odd combination right there. Uh, and they were talking about aldermanic privilege. And Scott Waggisback is saying, you know, that's just crazy. Just letting one alderman control a- like a king in, in his fiefdom. Uh, and this is kind of what's happening with the Lincoln Yards development. We got one alderman there who's going to control the fate of... Thou- tens of thousands of people and billions of dollars because he just happens to be. Can we boost that a little bit? I, I don't know what's going on there. Thanks. Uh, because he just happens to be uh, the alderman in the area. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's that's not a great way to run a railroad, is it?
7: Absolutely not. The entrepreneurs need to be able to grow and create um, whether they're growing red wigglers or <laughs> writing software, um, <laughs> they've, they've got to be able to to start launch um, and know that they can't be shut down because they haven't made one person happy
4: and, and the weird thing about this is that you dealt with three different aldermen, all who had bees in their bonnets for some reason, and maybe they're talking to each other. I don't know. I, I for the life of me, I can't figure out what the agenda is for those guys. Uh, or gals, and I I don't, you know, I'm not going to name names here. Uh, Maybe we should, and maybe that's the point. Maybe we need to start naming names uh, when people behave badly in office. Uh, So how do we save nature's little recyclers? That's next.
7: Well, um, these uh, gentlemen are devoted to turning uh, organic waste into beautiful soil that can grow things, and I I can't help but mention that they're committed to turning their hardship and their difficult circumstances into a future for farms by advocating for the changes that we need to make in the code. Um, We need to connect the dots for the city of Chicago so that um, (laughs) the farms um, that we want to have um, can locate in the areas that are are healthy and promising for those farms and that the composters who can prepare that land can build those farms. Um, So the idea that Ed and Dale have come up with, which I think is a really great one, which is to create a permit um, that would allow composting for one to two years on a lot that could then be a community garden or urban farm. And just like a construction project um, is, is going to, uh require a lot of work and and um and maybe a little noise or maybe a little dust to get something beautiful built. Um, composting is an absolutely um, undeniable way to start a farm and yeah. do a lot of good on every end of the the transaction.
4: All right and you also have a change.org petition out and Ellie I want to make sure I know yep. you posted She's got it already. All right you posted it once before we've got it on my blog uh, go to Mike Novak dot net, M-I-K-E-N-O-W-A-K dot net. I've got the the change dot org uh, petition there. Sign it. But in addition to that, does this mean you guys are going to be able to stay in the business or are you just now going to have to accept your fate? I mean, this has happened before. The, I was talking uh, actually, Ed, with you yesterday, Zena Murray, who had a shared kitchen in Chicago, got run out of business. And we I covered this about 2012. About the same time you were doing this, she got run out of business. Oh, and then they changed the laws after she got run out of business. Well, well, that's really nice. So it looks like the same thing's happening with you guys. You're going to get run out of business, and then maybe the laws get changed, and somebody who comes after you can benefit from it. Is that what you see?
9: Very likely,
2: yes. Most yeah. li- it's likely. Mm-hmm. We're looking at possible answers, but at
4: this point?
9: At this point, the city has told us we have to stop composting in the city, so we're going to respect that. And hopefully they won't bulldoze our sites, so we at least have some community gardens left. Oh, for.
4: do you know how silly that sounds? You have to stop composting in the city. That just—that sounds absurd. Um, so, I—I uh, I, I mean, I understand which, where you're coming from. All right. Well, Ellie's I posting the uh, posting the change.org petition. Uh, Any place else people could go to get more information?
2: Uh, Nlrworms.com. Uh, nlrworms.com because we still have no matter what how this goes we still have plenty of worms are available to the
4: <laughs> if you want to get you know what do them a favor do us all a favor buy a bunch of worms uh, and keep that business going as much as we can do alright thank you so much for being on the show thank you for having us
1: This is Peggy Malecki, and guess what time it is? It's time to start working on your spring garden, indoors. The way to do that is with some seeds in your Happy Leaf Advanced LED Grow Lights. Your seedlings will grow bigger, faster, and better thanks to their proprietary technology. 50,000-plus-hour minimum lifespan, five-year warranty, USA made. Go to happyleafled.com and save 10% on purchases over $100 when you use the code Mike. Happy Leaf LED Grow Lights. Your veggies will thank you.
4: Celebrate local, sustainable, humane, and fair food at the 15th Annual Good Food Expo. Connect with Midwest farmers and producers in the Good Food Marketplace. Learn from chefs like Erling Wubauer and Joe Flam, and eat delicious food in the Good Food Court. Entry is free with online registration. The Good Food Commons is back, as is test your soil. Good Food happens Saturday, March 23rd at the UIC Forum in Chicago. Go to goodfoodexpo.org. Hi, this is Ron Calgut from Mighty House. We're on every Saturday from 7 to 10 a.m. right here, live on 1590 WCGO. Wow, it sounds really loud. Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. I love that promo with Ron Cowgill (laughs) because it always sounds like he can't quite remember what station he's on or what the name of his own show is. And if Uh he's listening today, I'm just telling Uh, you, Ron. I'm sure he'll be uh,
1: putting a note up on Facebook. So so is the song you just played in reference to winter?
4: Uh, Yeah. Should I stay or should I go? And Rick DeMaia will be with us just a second, Bob. Before we uh, get to him, I just wanted to thank again our folks who ran out of time going to the break, but... Uh, Ed Hubbard, Dale Hubbard from Nature's Little Recyclers. And, again, that website, Ed, is? NLRworms.com. NLRworms.com. Folks, go out and buy some worms. Let's show our support for Nature's Little Recyclers. And, Beth Krieger, if folks uh, have a a project, I mean, do you find projects or do they come to you?
7: A little bit of both. We're um, definitely interested in hearing from people in Chicago who are running into barriers or brick walls when they're trying to start their businesses. Um, we want to be here to make Chicago a much better place for the people with big dreams and small budgets. So um, if you've got a story like that, if you know that there's a law that needs to change in Chicago or Illinois so that small businesses can thrive, please let us know. Um, our website is ijclinic.org, and you can always email us at clinic at IJ.org.
4: All right, ijclinic.org. And I saw one of the things I saw on there uh, that I was cheering about is it was in Florida, but it applies all over the country, allowing people to grow vegetables in their front yard. Oh, my gosh, what a crime against humanity. What's the world
7: coming to? I know. Um, we want equal protection for flowers and vegetables. Unbelievable
4: that we still, you know, as I was telling Ed the other day. It's okay to put poisons down and have lawn, but should you try to put vegetables that might feed somebody? Oh, my goodness, that's a crime against humanity. How does that work? I have no idea. Thank you all for being on the show today. We need to go to our meteorologist, Rick DeMaio. Rick, it's, uh, uh, as we say, or as you say in the business, an active weather pattern, isn't it?
10: Yeah, and and I'm staying, by the way.
4: Oh, okay. You, You may stay. Yes. Yes, you may.
10: No, 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 no. I was referring to your Clash song, man. Oh,
4: oh I know. Yes. I
10: know. Winner winter oh. is, is staying, yeah.
4: Oh, and, and, um, and I, I, you, I knew I, you were talking about it, yeah.
10: Yeah, okay. But I'm just, the listeners were threading the needle. Um, and by the way, yeah, the potholes. I, I, think the, um, I think the saying this week should be potholes and punch cues.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: no, he gets a. <laughs> Very good. <laughs>
1: All righty. Yes, and it's a yeah. b- hashtag. Blame Bill for potholes, definitely.
10: Um, and now, why blame Bill? Who's Bill?
4: <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Let's
1: well, right. Obviously, right. he's not listening I, from one to three to playtime with Bill Turk and
4: Carrie Kendall. Uh, you, no, just, you, ju- you just Sorry, broke, you just broke you just broke Bill's heart. Okay, Uh-oh. but oh well. Well, uh, okay. we'll have to, we'll have right. have to sue I him when he comes bet. in. So uh um...
10: yeah. in, in honor of the fact that this Wednesday is Ash Wednesday, um and uh, obviously when people go out and get their ashes, they'll probably be cringy because it's gonna be so cold uh not only uh Monday, Tuesday, but also Wednesday as well. And you know what's kind of interesting, guys? Um two really weird records for tomorrow. The record low is minus twelve, set all the way back in eighteen seventy three and for March that's a really cold record. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's the coldest ever low temperature in the month of March. Uh, by the way, the all-time high for the month of March is 88. Think about that. That's a hundred degree swing in the month of March in Chicago. That that's that's kind of one of the reasons why March has such crazy weather patterns. But the odd thing tomorrow is that the coldest high temperature is 17, set back in 1890, and that's actually a rather uh, warm. Uh, temperature for the coldest high for March 4th. So while we will not break the record low for tomorrow, I think we'll actually uh, have the coldest high temperature ever, which I'm thinking is going to be around 14 or 15. So oftentimes we talk about records. whether the record low? That's important the record cold high. I think the record cold high is going to be more important, and we're going to do that uh, actually with no snow on the ground, which is even more impressive.
4: Which, as you know, it, it just makes me nervous <laughs> when you get that cold and there's no <laughs> snow on the ground.
10: Right. But did you guys see that map I sent you of the world temperatures? You see how warm it is across parts of Canada? Yeah, you and said there's Europe record had- warmth occurring the past few days across Europe. It's it's unbelievable.
4: Yeah. Europe, as you mentioned, uh, was uh, is in undergoing one of those spells like we had in 2012 here in Chicago.
10: Yeah, and Actually, I think it was 2017 as well, in the month of February, uh, we had six consecutive days where temperatures were in the 60s, and we had no snow in February. And then all of a sudden, we had eight inches of lake effect snow uh, in the month of March. So obviously, a lot of strange weather going on. But you know what? If if you think about it in perspective, all right? And you know me, I like to put things into that kind of frame of reference. This is great news for the Western United States. They're getting massive amounts of snow in California, huge amounts of snow in parts of Montana and Wyoming. And because we're getting it so late in the year, this stuff is actually gonna be able to percolate down into the soil. This is great news for the streams, lakes, rivers, reservoirs, Um, anybody who plants stuff uh, in the front of the yard (laughs) and and uses some form of irrigation uh for the upcoming uh spring season or growing season, uh this is good news. Oddly enough, we're getting too much rain in parts of the deep south and southeast, where parts of Alabama, Mississippi, and Tennessee has had over get this sixteen to twenty inches above normal rainfall since the first of February. And now there's concerns that the cotton crop most likely is going to be delayed uh, from a standpoint of planning for the next three or four weeks. So Again, all of these variations, all these extreme temperature swings um, have a lot of people on edges like, how do you prepare for this? How do you plan for this? How do you adapt to this? It's almost like every year we come up with a new plan based on the fact that we don't know what's going to happen over the next three to four months from a standpoint mm-hmm. of long-term planning.
4: Well, and one of the things that's happened in the past when we've had rain in the last few years in in California is that then you get a really dry spell where you have all that vegetation that came up in the spring just completely dries out, and then it's all tinder for the wildfire season. Uh, and that's a possibility.
10: That's exactly, Mike, Mike, that's exactly right. And maybe, maybe we can do something this year where we learn a little bit more about it um, hopefully, uh, the, the governors of California, Gavin Newsom, and Jay Inslee of Washington, who I'm a big fan of, and just announced his candidacy for president of the United States, um, maybe they can do some, do something from a standpoint of how we kind of manage not so much the farce, but some of these you know interurban you know wildlife areas where you have people living basically right up against um, you know some of the foothill areas. And I think that's where some maybe some graduate research uh, should be done from that standpoint. Again, not taking our eye off the big picture. Um, and notice I haven't even mentioned the new green deal. I'm still kind of trying to figure that whole thing out. But there's a lot of things, I think, just in the short term that need to be addressed from a, from a volatility standpoint as opposed to going you know, 50, 60, 70 years in the future. I think there's a lot of opportunities. To do great things out there.
4: All right, we uh, we've just got a couple of minutes here, so and I know it's busy coming up this week in Chicago. So, what's going to happen in the Midwest?
10: Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So, bottom line, cold front number one kind of passed through early this morning. It's setting off of a setting off a long narrow band of moderate snow, uh, anywhere between three and four inches downstate Illinois. I mean downstate. I mean like the St. Louis area, down around Evansville, Indiana, that area. So, uh, near twenty today. 14 tomorrow, overnight low down to about minus 1, wind chills down to about minus 20. Uh, And then the second Arctic front actually comes through Monday night, and that'll touch off some light snow, which could dust the ground. And then Tuesday's high temperature, again, holding right around 15 degrees. And then overnight low uh, Monday night into Tuesday, probably around 0 to 5 below. That could actually break a record on Tuesday. Wednesday looks pretty good, and then Thursday... Pretty decent chance for some snow. Could even see anywhere between 3 and as much as 6 inches Thursday night into Friday morning. And then another shot of precipitation coming through here um, on Saturday into Sunday. So a very, very active pattern. When we said before about should we stay, it looks like winter is here at least through the middle of the month. All it could right. be longer, but oftentimes you can get very, very active tornado weather as well. Until next no, time, true. go that's
4: green true. or... Go home. Thanks, Rick.
3: How'd you like it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. Well, you didn't miss much.